on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now the pitch. Swinging a liner to a diving backhanded stab by Urias. And this one is over. McCutcheon, and this one is over. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field with Jerry Augustine. Here's Matt Foley. That was a great play. That was a great play. Arias did a, a nice job in the ninth. Early on in the game, he had some defensive issues. He uh, he had an error. There was a, a couple throws that he doesn't get the air on, but you know a bobble. There's just he wasn't locked in seemingly defensively for some of this game. But he was at the end, and all the other stuff doesn't matter because he comes up with a great defensive play. Josh Hader wasn't totally locked in. He was having a hard time throwing strikes, and his defense picks him up with a double play and with that diving play. The Brewers do enough. They win 4-3 over Philadelphia. Eduardo Escobar, a tie-breaking home run in the sixth inning, and they take two of three from the Phillies. Welcome into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine alongside. And, Augie, this is one of those games where it almost feels like this was a three-act play. It starts with Freddie Peralta and his day and the early run scoring, and then you go into the period of time where not many runs are scoring, and you're trying to scratch something across, and then Escobar hits the home run, and then the third act is kind of them preserving the win. This was There was a lot of drama to this game today. Yeah, it's like breaking the, breaking down the game in segments. and you know, you you got to like what the Brewers did right from the beginning. They got behind after Harper hit the home run, come back and are able to get the lead with putting two runs two runs on the board. This, this was a good ball game for the Brewers, and I think in a lot of different ways, as we discussed through our show tonight, we'll find out if there were a lot of positive things that happened, and it starts off with Freddie Peralta being able to go out and throw the 81 pitches and get those things uh, uh, in a, a regiment that he's in his regular routine for his next start. I think that was so important. Really important for his bullpen coming, doing a nice job. We saw Aaron Ashby come and do another nice job, and then we get that three-headed monster at the end of the ball game, and like we all say, if you put those guys in the ball game, good things happen. It, it did, even on a day. I don't think Hater. That was not Hater at his best today. No, he was overthrowing his fastball. Yeah, he, he looked like he. And I, I think you agree with me. He had better control of his breaking ball and his changeup tonight than his fastball. And that happens every once in a while when you you get out there, you feel real strong and comfortable, and you feel like you you want to. Exp- explode the ball, reach out reach out to that catcher and make a good fastball, you you overthrow a little bit. And he just overthrew a, uh, a couple of pitches, but he, he really made some really good pitches with his curveball or a slider and his changeup. 855-616-1620. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We've got you till a little after 11.30. Don't go anywhere. Brewers get a great win tonight. They uh, win 4-3 over the Phillies. They take 2 of 3. More in a moment on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Swing and a drive to right and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and way gone for Eduardo Escobar. And the Brewers have the lead on a long home run by Eduardo Escobar. 
Brewers come up with the 4-3 win. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine here as well. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. Augie, I was watching the velocity of Freddie Peralta. And in the first inning, he was sitting 96-97 on his fastball. And then he came back out for the second inning, and he was sitting 91-93. And that worried me. <laughs> you, <laughs> um, and eventually he got the fastball back up 94-95. So, that, the, and that, so it no longer worried me. Uh, but I thought it was odd today, the variance that we saw on the velocity from Peralta. And what that just may, the, the point is, it still feels like he's not all the way back. I, I think if you talk to Freddie, you know, the one thing is they wanted to get him to that 80 pitch level today. And I, they're really just bringing him along slowly. And what they did is they, you, what you want to do is the first start was a real short start. Today you have a little bit longer start. He gets in that regular routine. He needs to get in his routine that he gets all his work done in between starts and he goes out. I think what you're seeing him, what he did tonight, especially in that first thing he came out, he said, I'm going to explode the ball, go right after you. I'm fastball, Freddie. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna make it work. Second time, second inning, it was like a tune-up. It's like refining. I'm gonna work on my location. I'm gonna work on my off-speed stuff. I'm gonna try to make good pitches and then elevate the ball when I need to. And I think when you're you're trying to find yourself as a pitcher and find that comfort zone, you try different things to make you feel good, and you do good things to to try to get into a position where you know you can make the pitches when you need to make them. And I thought he I thought he did a really good job of that tonight. I thought the last inning he was there he didn't finish that inning but i thought that might have been as far as velocity location what he wanted to throw was probably his best inning and i think that's very important he was clearly on a very regimented pitch count because he was at 81 and council came out so it was it was very clear uh that they knew exactly how many pitches he wanted they wanted to throw they wanted to have an 80 pitch day at 81 pitches uh he gets out of there and this is uh this is a great example of the things you can do when you have a double-digit lead in the division. I realize what I'm about to say, and I'm sure people even with the Brewers would disagree with what I'm about to say, but in many ways, getting Freddie Peralta to right at that 80-pitch mark was almost more important than winning the game today. I agree. I, well, to a, you also want to win. That's, yeah. we, we all want to win every game. We want to win series. That's what we're here for. But, but I agree. I think getting Freddie to that 82-pitch level or that 80-pitch level was so important because, you know, it's, when you talk about Freddie, he's still Freddie fastball. He's fastball location, being able to explode it, really go after hitters. It's getting that touch and feel with that slider because he can throw that slider to both sides of the plate. He can make it big. He can make it small. And then he's got that little changeup he uses. So I think it's really getting the feel with those pitches. And the more he gets out there, the more comfort he gets, he's just going to get better and better. He made some really good pitches with all his pitches tonight. And I think that's what we got to look at. The positive side, he got the 80 pitches and made some really good pitches. Brewers get the 4-3 win over the Phillies. They take 2 of 3, 855-616-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll uh, continue on in just a moment. Live at American Family Field, this is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Coming back. Hey, strike him out swinging. Well, the changeup down low and away, and the inning is over. Another huge Acunet Morgan strikeout. 
4-3, Brewers get the win over the Phillies, take two of three from Philadelphia. They end up going two and five this year against the Phillies. They don't play a single game with Willie Adamas against the Phillies this year. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It happens. Yep. It happens. Uh, Jerry in the Dells texting in, Matt, we demoralized the Cubs early on, the Reds with relentless winning, the Cards with Vogie's walk-off, and tonight we put fear into the Phillies. Go crew. Uh, I don't know if they put fear into the Phillies, although there's some alliteration there, so I like that. Um, I'd rather the Brewers not play this Phillies team in the postseason. They're a they're a very interesting team because they've got some veterans, and you know they're the type of team where you look at it's all based around Bryce Harper and, and his ability. Uh, what he has done the second half of the season has been courageous. I mean, you look at an MVP candidate, you got to be thinking about about Harper. But it's a team that can they can score some runs, and if it's just a matter can they get their pitching in order? And we saw it. I think Zach Wheeler is one of the best pitchers in all of baseball mm-hmm. when he showed the first. Night. Aaron Nola's been up and down this year, and Gibson came over. Came over to trade us. He can throw. To, he can give you give you some good innings. It's just a matter: do they have a bullpen that's good enough to take them the rest of the way? A couple guys throwing a hundred today. I'll tell you what: you throw strikes and you yeah. throw a hundred, you got a good chance. Doug uh, texts in. To text, excuse me. Good to see Escobar hit one tonight. Been a while. Need a little more of that. Get Adamas back. Put Escobar back at first base, and they have their playoff lineup, and it's a good one. Okay, so here's the thing. Rowdy Telez made a defensive play today at first base that does not show up in the box score that plays huge on the Brewers winning this game. In the eighth inning when Devin Williams is pitching and Freddie Galvis is at the plate, Telez comes off the way off the first base bag, gets to a ball, spins, throws to first. Exceptional defensive play. I don't think Eduardo Escobar is making that play. I don't think Daniel Vogelback is making that play. Um, I, I understand that Escobar's bat is better than Telez's bat, but this is going to be this is going to be a give and take in the postseason, offense versus defense, and that impacts Luis Urias as well. Urias had the great ninth inning, uh, but he commits the air on the missed catch. There were a couple. Of, he had a uh, he had a bobble on a ball to second where they don't turn a double play. He had a play where it was going to be a bang bang play at first, and his throw was a little bit in the dirt for his, the good plays that Urias made today. And I realize he's not going to be playing shortstop; he'll be playing third, but. Urias, for whatever reason, is apt. And all those three defensive miscues all happened within an inning of each other. And for whatever reason, Urias goes into these periods where those things happen. So I, if you're looking at it only from an offensive standpoint, yeah, you have, you have Escobar and Urias in there. But it's not just an offensive game, especially in the postseason, where the Brewers are probably going to have to win a game 2-1 or one nothing or 3-2 or 4-3 like this one. And if if Roddy Telez doesn't make that play in the eighth inning, Augie, there's Different a really good game. chance the Phillies score a run. Totally agree with you. I think when you look, I think the one thing when you you talk about it picking up, and I believe it was July 6th when they picked up Roddy Telez, we, we, we came over, we saw what he did some years in the minor in the minor leagues. We knew he wasn't going to play in Toronto, so he's going to get that opportunity here. But I think the one thing that the Brewers are pleasantly surprised, along with Greg Council uh, in the dugout, he's, in, he's pleasantly surprised the defense he has played. He's a big target at first base. He's made some really nice plays on short hop which are very difficult 
different type of hops to side to side. And I'll tell you, even on some balls hit, going to his right and to his left, he made some really good plays like tonight. That was an excellent play by him. You don't see many guys make that play. So I think on the defensive side, I think he's showing that he can be an asset to this ball club, and that's what this team wants to have is a very, very good defensive side. And on the offensive side, he chips in and he hits the ball over the field, and he does that one thing. He's got that make a bad pitch on him. He's got that ability to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Uh, and I think, look, Rowdy Trelez went through a really tough offensive slump, and obviously he has not been hitting for power recently. But if we go back to August 25, ah, that's not good. He's got a lot of one-hit games. He's uh, Since August 24th, he has at least one hit in all but one, two, three, four, five games he's appeared in. He's not hitting for average. It's not a very good average. I thought it was going to be a little bit higher than it actually is. But it's not like he's been a – before then when he was in a slump, he was – he was really struggling. That's he's right. he's getting a knock here and there. Um, yeah, it's just it's something to consider. I well, he's he's giving you some. And and when you talk about this ball club, you know we we talk so much about 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 following the line. Everybody hit and follow the line. You got to follow a circle and line and be better than the next guy at the plate. And I think what he's done, he's actually come up and give some really good at bats. Yeah. And he's made the pitcher work. And I think that's what you have to, you have to look at. He's put the ball in play. He's come up with some big hits. He started some big innings. So uh, I think he's done a nice job for the Brewers. We've got a break to take. We'll get to the news in two minutes. Augie and I will be back after that as we continue to discuss this 4-3 win for the Brewers over the Phillies. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Yelich bouncer this time. Miller's got it to throw home. It's going to be late for Freddie Peralta. And it's 3-1 to one now, despite a nice play by Brad Miller. You know, in watching him make the backhanded short hop play, moving toward second, probably his best shot was for Peralta. 4-3 win for the Brewers. They defeat the Phillies. They take two of three. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Matt Pauley and former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. Augie, we're getting a lot of questions kind of in the same area. I'll read a couple text messages. It goes back to Freddie Peralta. Um, let's see. Uh, Maggie in Milwaukee says, Loving Peralta getting to 80-plus pitches, but he's pitching slower, which is concerning. Uh, Brewers and all ball clubs play better with faster pitching. Uh, we got a text message from the uh, 414. Uh, said it looked like Freddie Peralta's rhythm was rushed a little, and it looked like he was dropping his elbow down a little, making his release point inconsistent. Um, but it just, I, the bottom line is, I, I'll, I'll like dumb it down because I'm not the smartest guy in the world. He didn't look comfortable to me out there. Well, I think you look at it when we talked about comfort level with a pitcher. It's just not the pitches and throwing them for strikes. We know Freddie Fastball is a fastball pitcher that has a good breaking ball and an off-speed pitch that he's been able to locate for strikes. But getting to that comfort level has to do with pace and rhythm on the mound. You've got to get that comfort level with pace and rhythm. And I think that's what pitchers do. Often they'll tell you, if you even if you ask Freddie, he said, were you comfortable out there? And he says, I'm working towards that. Am I where I'm supposed to be? He would probably say no. But it comes with finding that, that rhythm that you have and that pace on the mound that you're so consistent to that you feel comfortable that you can command your pitches. And so it's not only the pitches. It's not only the break on the 
slider. It's not only to spin on the fastball or to change up. It's getting that pace and rhythm when you're on the mound. You're going at a tempo that you feel comfortable that you can com- command the pitches where you need to do it. And he's probably a little bit out of sorts, but yeah. I like the 80 pitches tonight where he can go back, get in a good routine, get a good bullpen work before next start, and then we'll see where he is next. Yeah, start. the most important thing is this is clearly a step forward from his last. Absolutely, lifetime. absolutely, I agree. And that's just keep taking those step forwards, and hopefully by the time they reach the postseason. It's the Freddie Peralta we saw at his best this year. Uh, at Brooker Scott tweeting in, what's the best way to use Ashby and Lauer in October? Lauer, I think, still there's a chance that he's going to be a starter in, in the postseason. We don't really know. You know, The Brewers have gone with a six-day rotation all year long, and I don't think any of us have any idea uh, what the Brewers are going to do in terms of starting pitching and how much rest they're going to give starters if they're going to try to continue to give starters a lot of rest in the postseason they weigh it the way they have in the regular season. I, I suspect they're probably going to do that because I don't think they want to uh, all of a sudden change the rhythm that these guys have been on all season long. You're just asking for a disaster if you do that. So I think Hauser and Lauer and maybe even Anderson are still very much in there. Um, Ashby's the interesting one. I thought today was a really good day for Ashby because he's learning how to pitch as a bullpen guy. And when Peralta first started struggling, Augie, he started warming up. And then Peralta got through it, and they clearly wanted to get Peralta to 80 pitches if they possibly could. So then he sits down. And when he was sitting down, he was actually I was watching him out in the bullpen. He was doing some stretching work while he had sat down. So it was clear that he knew he was still going to come into the game. But then the next inning... Uh, it was Suter who came in and finished off the inning, and then Ashby came in the next. So for a normal relief pitcher, that's just a day. Get up, sit down, get up, sit down. Those things happen. For a guy who's been a starter, that's something you really haven't done before. So the getting up and sitting down aspect of today, I thought was really important. Yeah, I agree with you. I think time you're in a bullpen, getting up and sitting down, finding the tempo, what what you need to do to get ready to go in the ballgame. I thought there was an ex- excellent learning moment tonight. It happened in the sixth inning. Bryce Harper's the first hitter, and he walks him. He pitched him tough, but I thought he overthrew a couple breaking balls and just were just off the side of plate. Bryce Harper's just a really good hitter. He gets the first base. Riyamoto comes up to the plate, and I really like what he did. He threw a good couple sinkers down in the middle inner part of the plate. He threw a couple sliders down and in, and then all of a sudden he gets to a 2-2 count, and he throws a nice breaking ball in that outer half. What does Riyamoto do? He goes out and tries to get it, gets over the top, hits a ground ball, a shortstop, they get a double play. Right after he threw that ball, he looked right at at Omar, and he went, he went, gave him a fist. That learning moment showed Aaron Ashby that you know what, commanding both sides of the plate, being able to throw that breaking ball for strikes off speed can really do some good things for you. A great learning moment for Aaron Ashby. I think he's got a a bright, bright future, and I think we may see him in the playoffs. I think we will. There's no might for me. He's going to be a big part of this playoff. (laughs) I'll go with you, Matty. I'll go with you. 4-3 Brewers get the win over the Phillies. The postgame comments of manager Craig Council next here on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 1-2 delivery, and Wong sends a base hit to right center. Come on, Freddie, get going. He'll be at third. Colton Wong's going to be at second with a sliding double. And the Brewers in business here in the second. Colton Wong is two out of two. 
Really solid win for the Brewers tonight, 4-3 over the Phillies. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Uh, Manager Craig Council spoke with the media just a little while ago. It was a weird game for Luis Urias because he made some defensive mistakes uh, during the game, and then he made some really nice defensive plays at the end of the game. And uh, Council kind of compared the end of the game to the middle of the game and the defensive impact today by uh, Luis Urias. I, I thought he made a nice play on the double play, too, but then the play before that. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's played a really good shortstop uh, in, in Willie's absence here for kind of the last two weeks. And, you know, a couple little tough plays tonight, but uh, made some great plays, too. Craig, what did you see in from Freddie? Was this a step forward for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't think he's locked in, but I – I think he's healthy. I don't think there's any question about that. I thought, um, you know, the velocity was outstanding today. Um, I, I think we just got to keep getting him out there on regular, regular uh, turn. And um, well, we got, you know, three or four more, probably four more till till the end. So we got an opportunity to do that and just keep moving forward. Tonight, the uh, bullpen kind of laid out perfectly for you, didn't it? Starting with with Aaron Ashby. Yeah, Aaron, I mean, Aaron did a great job. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to throw something a little bit different at Aaron every, every time, and he's handling it all very well um, as far as, like, getting ready and when you're going in and things like that. And he's handling everything very well. So um, we'll, we'll keep throwing things at him. Um, and he's, he can't, continues to just pitch very, very well. Craig, the, um, the way Gibson started with all the walks and everything uh, – did you think that maybe um, you should have done more damage against them in those first two innings? Well, yeah. I mean, we, you know, I looked up at, I think we had 40, he had 45 pitches with, with no outs in the second. And, you know, so that's, that's obviously a good thing. Um, you know, the Escobar line drive, you know, caught, hurt us. Um, he, he did, he made some good pitches to strike guys out. You know, he had the walks that got him in trouble, but he also made some tough pitches to get some strikeouts. So, you know, we put three up against them in the first two innings. I think the, that he got through five innings was probably the, the frustrating part with, with the number of pitches he had quickly. So, But he, he's, he's a good pitcher, and he settled in and, and did a nice job. Craig, just follow up one thing on Ashby. When you say throwing different things at him, do you just mean the games have been different that he's gone into, or have you guys purposely sort of thrown different things at him? Do, do you know what I'm saying? Have you – has there been some plan to expose them to different situations on purpose or has it just been the games? No, I mean, I think the games have led to different things. Um, and, you know, today, you know, we, we have given him a heads up kind of on when he's going to pitch and something. And then today it was just, you may pitch, you may not, you're in the bullpen, you're ready to go. What inning, you know, who knows? So, you know, he's, he's been primarily a starter. He knows when he's going into the game. And, and so he's had some, you know, he started games here. He's we've kind of scripted what inning he's going to go in. And today was just, you know, whenever you're needed, get ready to go. He was up today and then had to sit down and, and got back up. So I just think that's things when we get in, if, if we get into a situation that, um, you know, it's kind of the all hands on deck situation that we're hoping to get into that, you know, we're not going to be able to script anything for him. It's just going to be get ready and get in the game. 
Greg, you, you're, you're fond of saying you buckle up for the ride for the baseball season. That homestand was kind of buckle up, wasn't it? I mean, it was like every kind of game, you know, blowouts for both sides, tight games, dramatic victories. I mean, that thing, and then you won both series. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was an odd, one of our odder homestands for sure. And just the, the games were very different. They kind of had every game had something a little different and, um, you know, we lost, we lost two blowout games, uh, that weren't very competitive. Um, we won a blowout game and then we had some great individual performances as well that got us a couple wins. So, you know, today was a felt more like a game we've, we've won all year and that our bullpen, you know, especially our last three guys just, just locked it down and did a really nice job. Manager Craig Council meeting with the media just a little while ago. Brewers get this is a really nice win. This is he just said it. This kind of feels like a lot of the wins they've had this year. Just because they've had a lot of them doesn't mean it's not nice. This is a really solid, good win for the Brewers, four three over the Phillies. How did it all go down? We'll tell you with the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get up! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. A 4-3 Brewers win over the Phillies. The way this thing started, you think you, you thought it was going to be a few more runs than that scoring. Starting pitching matchup, Freddy Peralta. Second start since coming off the injured list. Kyle Gibson going for the Phillies. It would be the Phillies who would uh, score first. Peralta on the mound, a couple outs in the inning, and he's facing off against Bryce Harper. Swing on a drive in the right, and Jackie Bradley Jr. is going to watch that one go out of here. And it just made it, but it went out of here. Cleared that wall out in right. The Brewers answer that run and more uh, in the bottom of the first inning. It all gets started with Colton Wong. Here he comes again, and Colton lines one in the left center, dropping for a base hit. Good, solid smash by Colton Wong. Low outside fastball, he went right along with it. A walk to Eduardo Escobar puts runners on at first and second, and with uh, one out, it's Omar Nervaez at the plate. Here he comes, swinging a line drive, base hit to right in the corner. Fair ball, one's going to score, and they'll hold Escobar third on a two-out double, I should say one-out double, by Omar Narvaez. Luis Urias then walks, so that brings up uh, Daniel Vogelback. He's kind of good in these situations where uh, the bases are loaded. And the pitch, that's way outside. He walked him with the bases loaded. He's walked three in the inning. Vogelback gets the RBI on a free ride. Not a grand slam, but a run still gets pushed across, and the Brewers score two in the first to take a 2-1 lead. They add to their lead in the second inning. It all gets started with the leadoff hitter in the inning, pitcher Freddie Peralta. For Peralta. Friday lines one over a leaping D.D. Gregorius. Freddie Peralta put a rip on that high fastball and picks up a base hit. That's maybe his best-looking hit of the year. I don't remember all of them off the top of my head, but that was solidly hit over the head of the shortstop, so he's on it first for Colton Wong. 1-2 delivery, and Wong sends a base hit to right center. Come on, Freddie, get going. He'll be at third. Colton Wong's going to be at second with a sliding double. And the Brewers in business here in the second. 
Colton Wong is two out of two. So with one out, runners at second and third, Christian Yelich comes to the plate. Yelich, bouncer this time. Miller's got it to throw home. It's going to be late for Freddie Peralta. And it's 3-1 to one now, despite a nice play by Brad Miller. You know, in watching him make the backhanded short hop play, moving toward second, probably his best shot was for Peralta. Phillies make a little bit more noise to tie it back up in the third inning. Travis Jankowski leads the inning off with a uh, base hit. Kyle Gibson then reaches on a uh, fielder's choice where there was a miscatch error by Luis Urias. The bunt was put down, and uh, Urias just could not make the play at second. It was a great throw by Omar Narvaez, and it just went into the glove and out by Urias. So that puts runners on at first and second for Odubel Herrera, who gets a base hit. That loads the bases. They get Gene Segura to pop out on the infield fly rule, so that's the first out without a run scoring. But then Bryce Harper walks with the bases loaded. That scores one run. And JT Romuto, he grounds into a RBI fielder's choice, and uh, that scores Kyle Gibson, and it ties the game up at three runs apiece. Peralta was kind of laboring there, but he comes back out for the fourth inning, and he gets a couple outs, but he was right at 80 pitches, or 81 pitches. Clearly, that was his pitch count for the day. So Brent Suter comes on, and he gets the final out of the inning. And then Aaron Ashby comes in to uh, work for the Brewers in the fifth. Ashby was really good as he throws up zeros in back-to-back innings. It's a 3-3 game as the Brewers move along to the bottom of the sixth inning. And with two outs, it's Eduardo Escobar at the plate. Swing and a drive to right and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and way gone for Eduardo Escobar. And the Brewers have the lead on a long home run. Escobar's third home run as a Brewer. You know, it's kind of weird. You compare his Brewers numbers to his Diamondbacks numbers. He's got a better batting average significantly with the Brewers, but his power numbers are down. Uh, You want to see a few more home runs from him. He hits a big one right there, and that gives the Brewers a 4-3 lead. It allows them to go to their 7th, 8th, and ninth inning guys in Boxberger, Williams, and Hayter. Boxberger puts up a zero in the seventh where he was really, really good. A couple strikeouts and also a ground out off the bat of Andrew McCutcheon. In the eighth inning, Devin Williams uh, comes into the game. First batter he faces is uh, Freddie Galvis, and Galvis is retired on a play at first where Rowdy Telez, who had come in with Devin Williams on a double switch, Telez makes a fantastic defensive play to get Galvis. That ends up being kind of a big play because uh, after Odubel Herrera strikes out for the second out of the inning, Gene Segura gets a base hit and Bryce Harper walks. So if you play out that inning and Freddie Galvis is aboard, pretty good chance the Phillies are scoring a run there. Uh, Nonetheless, they still have runners on at first and second for JT Romuto. Coming back. Hey! Struck him out swinging! Well, the changeup down low and away, and the inning is over. Another huge Acunet Morgan strikeout. So Josh Hader comes on to pitch in the ninth inning for the Brewers. The first time he's pitched in about a week. D.D. Gregorius, the leadoff hitter in the inning, he ends up walking, and that brings up a pinch hitter in Matt Veerling. Swing and a double play ball. Could be. Maria's Colton Wong There are two down now. He hit it right at Urias. 
who gave a perfect toss to Colton Wong, and again, it never stopped moving. Bases empty, two out. Brewers continue to lead by one. Ronald Torres works a walk, so that brings up the potential go-ahead run in the person of Andrew McCutcheon. Now the pitch. Swing a liner to a diving backhanded stab by Urias. And this one is over. Oh, wow! What a play by Urias to end it. A diving backhanded stab on a liner off the bat of Andrew McCutcheon. And this one is over. Brewers get the 4-3 win to go to 86 and 55, 31 games over 500. That matches a franchise high watermark. The Phillies they drop to 71 and 68, winning totals for the Brewers: four runs, eight hits, one error. They leave eight for the Phillies: three runs, five hits, no errors. They leave five. Winning pitcher Aaron Ashby, he's two and zero. Brogdon takes the loss for Philadelphia. He drops to five and four. Uh, save Josh Hader, his 30th. Eduardo S. hitting a home run, his 25th. Uh, Bryce Harper hits a home run for the Phillies, his 29th. The game lasting three hours and 29 minutes, played in front of a crowd of 20,654 folks. Brewers come up with a nice win, 4-3 over the Phillies. They take two out of three from Philadelphia. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and uh, we'll preview the road trip that the Brewers are about to go on after tomorrow's off tape, and we'll give you some scores from around baseball. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 4-3 win for the Brewers. They are now 12 games up in the division. That is their biggest lead in the history of the organization. The biggest before this year was 10 and a half. They're now at 12. They're at 31 games over 500. They've only that's their highest ever. They tie their high water mark at 31 games over 500. Remarkable. Uh, around uh, baseball, the Giants now have a two-game lead on the Dodgers in the West. The uh, Braves' lead over the Phillies stays at two and a half games after the Braves also lost tonight. They ended up losing to the Nationals. Uh, updated look at the wild card standings. The Padres holding the top wild card, second wild card spot. The Reds are now one game back. The Phillies three games back. Cardinals three and a half. Mets four and a half. Brewers are going to open up a series against Cleveland coming up on Friday after an off day tomorrow. Adrian Hauser on the mound for the crew. Eli Morgan will get the start for Cleveland. 6-10 first pitch. Our coverage begins at 535. And I look forward to talking to you along with Jerry Augustine after the game for Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.